Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. I'm so excited to have someone so special to me on the podcast today. I'm here with Ying Lee, owner of Calligraphy, and Ying specializes in invitations for all occasions, calligraphy, custom signage, as well as seating mirrors for your special day. And on top of all that, she truly has an eye for design, and not only have I learned a lot from her professionally, but I'm also lucky enough to have her in my life as a friend and like a second mom. <laughs> thank you well yang thanks so much for coming on the podcast you're welcome i'm super excited to have you on and to discuss invitations calligraphy what's trendy and for you to kind of give some advice to our 2020 brides who might be dealing with some stress right now with everything going on in the world so first question for you calligraphy is such a unique profession how did you get started doing calligraphy and customizing invitations for special events? Well, when I first moved to Oceanside, my son received an invitation and the envelope was beautifully handwritten with thick and thin lines in script. I carefully opened up and I kept it for many years. I went to the local library and did some research and practiced the different fonts. There were several invitation businesses nearby and one of them had been uh, selling their invitation business. She taught me about the business and was uh, showing me how to sell an invitation. And in that, I was doing the calligraphy, calligraphy work as well. And as time went on, I started to create and customize invitations, wedding programs and such with all sorts of embellishment to make your invitation beautiful. My goal in life is that when I sell you an invitation, I educate you. And when you send an invitation out, I want your guests to open it up and say, wow, that is an event that I really want to go to because the invitation itself is beautiful. And I think that a lot of people, you know, when it comes to their invitation, it's sort of, you know, kind of important to maybe match it a little bit to your color scheme. I don't know if everybody follows that. Well, we, I try to, um, I match the colors for sure including all the copper colors the rose foil the silver and the gold when it comes to the script i try to match something very close to it it doesn't have to be exact but at least it would be very pretty when it gets when your guest receives them in the mail and that's the biggest part is that they feel it they know that it's something special for them so now with everything going on you know, in the world, whatnot. Have you had a lot of brides who had weddings scheduled for this year have to reschedule and maybe send out new save the dates? Absolutely. All of my brides have postponed their wedding date until next year. They ordered the invitations and I calligraphied them and they had already sent it out. So they came back to me and I suggested that we do a card Send them all to your guests, the ones that were on your list, and you could uh, subject them as change of date, change the date, change of plans, better late than never, love can't be canceled. She said yes, Corvette said no, let's try it again, worth the wait, save our new date, and same party, but new date. So those are some of the suggestions that I have with them. 
Yeah. Well, I think that you gave them more than enough <laughs> options, these people. <laughs> now, with invitations, it's typically customary that they go out in the mail two months prior to the wedding. How long in advance, you know, should your invitations be ordered before getting mailed out? Okay. If you're having your event within the, in the United States and all of your guests are in the United States... I would say please order the invitations at least six to nine months in advance. If your event includes international guests, such as in Israel or in Russia or in China, I would highly suggest nine to 12 months, giving time for them for to get their paperwork, uh, to prep their paperwork to coming into the country, and also to get their visa updates in, in case they need it. Sometimes I have uh, clients who invite uh, a lot of people from the same village in Italy, for instance. They would take uh, the, the amount of invitations and they would send it to one person and that person will distribute within their village. Um, and also, in the event that the invitation is returned for whatever reason, and most of the reason is because their address is incorrect, you take the invitation, you put it in a manila envelope, and resend it to the correct address. It will show that there was a first attempt made for them. Okay, I mean, I think that's pretty fair yeah. because most most people have typically between a year to a year and a half engagement now. Right. You know, at mm -hmm. least. Mm -hmm. um, so now with, with invitations, I think sometimes where people might go wrong or or it might just get misconstrued or forgotten about is numbering them so that when they when the RSVP cards come back, right. they'll know who RSVP'd yes Correct. and then toward the end, mm -hmm. you know, who they're still missing. Right. Whenever I do an invitation, um, I would put one set together. And on the back of the RSVP, RSVP card, I would say to you, uh, put a number where you can easily find it. Because for sure, somebody will send back an RSVP card without a name on it. And it always happens. So what you do when you get it, all you got to do is flip it over and you see the number. And that number will be according to your guest list. So you'll know who sent it to you without the name. They just forgot it. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely an important part. Yes. I feel like that would be one of the oversights I would have. <laughs> like one of those, like, oh, no, I don't need it. And then, like, the day comes and I'm like, why didn't so-and-so <laughs> respond to my wedding? It always happens. Always. <laughs> it's very common. So what are some popular trends in wedding invitations, like, some styles that you see couples pick out, what styles maybe do you recommend that, you know, look beautiful and classy for a wedding invitation? Okay, there are two types of processing when it comes to uh, invitations. And one of them is called letterpress. And I see that that is making a comeback. Letterpress is now more affordable than ever. It is a printing process where a plate has been created with your invitation, with your RSVP uh, information, your direction information, and it is uh, put into a, a machine and the plate is brushed with the ink that you had uh, chose. And then it is pressed hard into a soft cotton rag paper. 
and when it is released, you have this beautiful crisp printing and the pressure creates an embossed look and people look for that impression. The other one is called the thermography print and this thermography print is also the same as a raised printing and it's always high in demand. The process is where a jet stream of liquid the color liquid that you have chosen and it goes on paper and it goes through a heating system and it bubbles up. And that's where the raised printing uh, come, comes in. Both very, very effective. Uh, they create beautiful invitations. Um, and the trend is also now using foil printing for names and uh, other uh, information if you want. And that is to be printed on off-white normally uh, or cotton 220 pound paper, which is quite thick, and with other beautiful printed uh, liners, which will also be uh, adds, a, adds a little bit more level of beauty to your invitation order. Something that I just thought about, a lot of people, like a lot of couples, will now have their own personalized wedding websites. So like through The Knot or mm-hmm. through Zola right. or just like an own personal website, you know, like right. AshleyandTimGettingMarried.com or right. something like that. That's correct. Do you, do you ever have where people put that on their invitation to look there yes. to like RSVP yes. instead of yes. the cards? Yes, we usually, that is called um, the detail card. And the detail card tells you uh, maybe perhaps your... Um, the information on the hotels uh, maybe gives you a little bit uh, about the places you can visit. And at the bottom, they usually say, for further information or for updates, please visit our website, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then this way, just before the wedding, you might want to go on to it and make sure that nothing has changed because maybe the, uh, the wedding planner or somebody may have forgotten, but they always have it on their website. And you can even sometimes... Uh, uh, contact the uh, bride and groom, the future bride and groom about anything that's of any concern when it, before coming to the wedding. I think it's almost, especially if you have a wedding where a lot of people are traveling, it's good to have a wedding website. Absolutely. And oh. it gives you the, um, the, your GPS is so important to, uh, to have. Uh, direction cards are almost not done anymore because of the gps system yeah they're like obsolete like when people ask for directions i'm kind of like do you not have the app ways on your phone or google maps like who 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 is carrying around a map anymore that's right no more (laughs) or even little direction cards they don't do it anymore i know yeah Yeah, i have a lot of people especially when i was still working for the mansion Mm -hmm. that they would ask for direction cards and i'm like do people even use these i would never think to like be like let me pull the direction well, card the elders still want them they do. The, yeah they still want them so i would suggest you know anybody who goes to the venue you know whenever um they ask for uh having a contract signed or whatever but can i can i please have 25 direction cards with the maps on it so that you know my my older uncle and aunt can find it you know <laughs> that's that fair yeah, that's fair absolutely. i think it's the people who are inviting 200 people and asking for 200 cards like you know how to get that's there right, that's Your right they're gonna know how to get there they don't need the direction cards that's right that's right <laughs> so something that I actually get just like so excited thinking about is the seating arrangements Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of 
people have done traditional seating cards, but I also feel like my family was like very ahead of the times and growing up uh, for my bar mitzvah, my brother's bar mitzvahs, we did different things for like the seating card table opposed to just like your typical like floral arrangement mm-hmm. with the seating cards. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, also me and Ying have now known each other a long time and I've gotten to, you know, see a lot of her work and be able to work with her on a lot of different things is that she does amazing seating mirrors and has done a lot of different, more unique things for the seating card table opposed to just the calligraphied cards. So with people choosing, you know, something you know, more unique opposed to traditional, um, such as a seating mirror or some sort of flower or greenery wall with calligraphy cards hanging off of it. What are some cool ideas you've seen done for place card settings? And what do you think, what do you think is popular right now? Well, I, as you had mentioned, I've done, I've been doing uh, mirror seating charts for a while and they, the size are the closet, uh, the regular closet door size. I've done the, you remember the old days when there used to be a dresser? There used to be triple mirrors, you know. Oh, yeah. Up? I did one like that. That was that came out absolutely gorgeous. That's cool. Yeah, it really came out good. And let me see what else I've done. I also did um, oversized, the hotel door-sized mirrors. I had to stand on a letter, on a ladder, excuse me, to calligraphy the names. That's how big it was. When it comes to popularity, popularity, I I usually do the. Um, uh, lately, it's been the acrylic, the hexagon shape acrylic cards, uh, and also, it also depends on the theme. Also, a lot of my brides like to choose a theme, like a beach theme, or yeah. uh, a plant theme, or you know something that you know relates to it. So one of them actually. She, I did uh, magnolia leaves. She found magnolia leaves on, online, and I painted each and every one of them with the names of the guest. Uh, kitchen tiles is another one. Kitchen tiles, you could, there are certain like scalloped uh, kitchen tiles, and I calligraphy on those. Uh, seashells, uh, planter tags on um, the little succulents. Yeah. I've done that. Uh, big, flattened glass stones that's pretty and in silver gold or white and once I put those on it doesn't come off it stays on permanent unless you put unless you use acetone to take it off um it's for lately lately I've been doing a lot of the acrylic uh hexagon they like they seem to like that because I put it on a plate sometimes and that comes out really beautiful and the only way I can describe it to you is that if you look on my website, uh, not my website, my Facebook page, uh, Calligraphy by Ying Lee, you will see what I've done. I've done quite a bit of them. And, every, and everybody loved them. Everybody loved them. And I've been getting a lot of ideas from my brides as well because they also are very creative. And I'll just do anything that they want to make sure that they're, they're happy. <laughs> I think um, I think it's cool to do almost like a place card, like what you said, like some of the tiles, because it's a keepsake as well. Yes. Like it could be used as your favor opposed to, 
you know, having the cards. The reason I don't like the cards so much is when people have them, they lose them immediately. Yes. I don't even know how they lose them so fast. And That's then they're right. asking the maitre d' where they're sitting. That's and right. I'm like, but you just picked up your card. Yeah. yeah. And that's literally everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because people will say with the mirrors, they're like, oh, well, what if I can't see my name? I'm like, there's going to be a million people there who can read your name to you. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's right. Don't get crazy, people. Yeah, that's don't right. get crazy. You'll find your seat. <laughs> don't worry. There's a seat for you yeah, if you got invited. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you didn't, then you're on your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so event signage has been become like a very big trend among weddings in the recent years so you know we'll see custom wood or acrylic signs with a couple's names or a welcome to our wedding sign Mm -hmm. or even custom drink signs at the bar what are some that you like um you know for a wedding like that you've seen done okay for um welcome signs I have done them uh, chalkboard, chalkboard sign. As soon as the guest comes in, they see a big, big sign that says, Welcome to Jane and Joe's wedding. Um, And that's when they come in and they pick up their uh, card or whatever their their little assignment uh, seating is. Uh, I also do the uh, thank you as they're leaving to thank them as they're leaving. Uh, I also do the signage as far as uh, a little drink signage. And what I usually do is that I pick a drink. Actually, they pick a drink. And it's called their signature drink. uh, Like, for instance, it could be Mary's Martini. And then they tell you exactly what's in the martini, a special dirty martini or whatever. Or or Danny's um, uh, Jack Daniels or whatever. But they would have that signs uh, at the both end of the bars with I also do cocktail napkins with their names on it so that they could see it that this day is for them the bar is for them to enjoy for everybody to enjoy like in a frame or something yes in a frame I usually tell them to buy the frame first and I will uh, take out take out the uh, insert and I will use any color paper they want usually I try to match it with the uh, invitation that they had used, and uh, and that's that's how it goes. It it comes out. It, I try to match everything together for them. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks good when everything kind of matches, mm-hmm. and I think there's such an easy way to tie in all the signage. Absolutely. Now, with things like the cricket machine mm-hmm. or cutlery machines. Do you think certain items like can be made as like a DIY like do it yourself project but can still look professional? Yes, your the Cricut machine is great. I don't have one myself. I do have I do have another one which is um uh I it's a manual uh die cutter for me. The Cricut is a uh you have to plug it up with the um computer and there's much more leverage when it comes to the cricket because you can actually increase the size of whatever you're cutting out or decrease the size. Um, it's great for cutting out table cards, table numbers, special shapes for favor tags, little boxes for favors. Um, they're, they come out perfect each and every time. Very professional looking. You'll be very happy with that. You'll be very happy. 
I have a Cricut machine. Yay. And um, I promised myself I was going to learn it in this quarantine because I've had it for almost a year. <laughs> and now it's June and I'm still scared to try it. Well, but I'm going to have to push you I've, into it. I've, You know what? I have used it and I did well, mm-hmm. but I'm not a professional at the Cricut. You have to keep at it. Yeah. You really have to keep at it. Yeah. I think I'm honestly just being cheap on the supplies. <laughs> I think that's just what it comes down to. Because some of the um, the vinyl for it is expensive. Yes. And I don't, I'm like, I don't want to mess up with the vinyl. Uh-huh. And then I spent all this money and then messed it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could try it on paper first, on color paper first. That's true. And, it, then, and then... It's my cross to bear. Uh-huh. I, need, I need to just get it together. Because yeah. I've been saying that I'm going to do all these things with the Cricut mm-hmm. and... Uh, here we are. Okay. We'll uh, here we are, middle of June, and uh, <laughs> yeah. nothing nothing is done. Nothing is done. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, with everything going on right now, uh, we've had coronavirus to deal with. Now we have rallies mm. that we're dealing with. We have um, the postponement of weddings because the world still hasn't really opened up. We're right. now seeing that in New Jersey and we might have listeners who are all over the country and all over the world, but we are here in New York just to give everybody a little bit of a back, a backstory on us. We are on Long Island and Long Island has officially just opened up a smidge for outdoor dining, um, independent stores. Everybody is still, you know, has to wear a mask, uh, social distance. distance. We don't have an update as of now about when events can happen. Um, New Jersey, it came out on the news the other day that they can have events of up to 50 people indoors and a hundred people outdoors with the enhancement of that toward later this month. And then, you know, again in July. But we don't have an answer here in New York yet about when things can happen. So um, a lot of a lot of couples who had weddings planned and have had to postpone or might be in the process of postponing. Um, what do you what what's your advice to kind of keep them calm yeah. during this stressful time yeah they were very upset but they do understand that what is going on is very serious and uh look i know it took months to prepare for this special day and every detail was done and looked over and then you have to postpone the wedding so what i suggest for them to do is to go home and talk to each other go back to your contract and read the small print Speak to your vendor, speak to your venue people, or the wedding planner, if you happen to have a wedding planner, and see what options there are. Your dream wedding may have to change. As Esty said, every day, apparently, things are changing. Uh, more people are now, they can go out and, I, I look, I had a hamburger for the first time outside eating with my girlfriend. It was the most <laughs> wonderful feeling. And I want my girls, I want my brides to be out there and celebrate with their family and friends. But instead of having 300 guests, you may have to cut it down to 60. That's the sad right. part. But the, pro- but the thing is, every day there's a change. And as long as our numbers 
are going down and stays down, then we will be able to add more people to our guest list that they can come. You can, when I had a, a couple that came to my house and she wasn't very upset about it, but she was very concerned. And I said to her, look, you can still get married. You can still go to city hall and get your license. So you have your celebration next year. You're gonna have a big celebration next year. Something to look forward to. And you get to, and, and it won't be so bad. And honey, this too shall pass. That's all I can say. It changes every day and you just have to stay informed about what's going on. And it's very uncertain times, I'm sorry. And uh, hopefully uh, it will pass soon so you can have your celebration together. And I think it's important to note that whatever you decide how you want to celebrate your wedding, there is no wrong decision in that. So if you want to get married on the day that you chose and it might be smaller than what you're expecting, but you want to be married, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to hold out and you want to wait until next year or, you know, next summer, so to say, because you want to have everybody there, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's whatever you choose, it's going to be what's right for you. And there's really no wrong answer during this time. That is correct. And have a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time of your life. Enjoy. (laughs) So, Ying. Yes. I know that you were a little nervous to come on my podcast, but I think that you did a wonderful job like you always do. (laughs) (laughs) So, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on, and I'm glad I got to see you today. Oh, me too. We saw each other today in person, but we've also seen each other during Mm -hmm. this quarantine. So it's kind of okay. Like for anybody who is um, wondering, Ying and I live around the corner from each other, so (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) It's all good. Um, I'm glad I got to see you today and pick your brain on a fun part of this industry. Thank you. And get to give our brides some insight into their wedding invitations and some ideas for their special day. Of course. I also want to tell everyone where they can follow your work and reach out to you for their upcoming wedding, Mm -hmm. which the best place you would say is your Facebook? Yes, my Facebook. It's uh, Calligraphy, and it's spelled C-A-L-L-E-E-G-R-A-P-H-Y by Ying Li. And you can also contact me through my uh, phone, and my phone number is area code 516-582-3832. Perfect. And in case you guys didn't get why it's C-A-L-L-E-E is because she's Ying Lee. Yes, ma'am. (laughs) L-E-E. Just figured I'd point that out. Thank you. Um... And also, we got to get Ying on Instagram because, oh, you, you know, we got we to gotta bring her up to the times. Yes. So, <laughs> another thing we'll be working on here in quarantine. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Bride Tender. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone as it's the wedding podcast you never knew you needed. 
You can check me out and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at Eventpire, my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista, and of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding, and hiring the best in the business for your special day. Don't forget to give a follow to Ying on Facebook at Caligri... Oh, calligraphy by Ying Li, and that's C A L L E E G R A P H Y. I'm not sure how I like botched that word, <laughs> but I got overexcited okay. in, my, in my speech. Um, until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch right. you next week. Stay well, everybody. Bye.